Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Hey, everybody. It's Kara from the She's the Owner podcast, and we are on episode 31. And um, we tried this last week, and it was a bit of a shit show. So we're doing it again. So I've got Katie with me, Katie Carlson. So she's like, I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe Katie. She, her and I met a few years ago at UPW in, where was it again? I always get it wrong. Chicago. Chicago. Yes. yes. Yeah. And we've been connected ever since. And like just now we killed a half an hour just gabbing. Like we literally just talked last week and we still did it. It's just the problem with her and I, we get going. So we're going to try to stay really focused. Or an opportunity, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so normally I'm going to, I go through a list of questions, but I, like I said, the last time I feel like we'll go off the script just because there's lots. And I do want to talk about your singleness in reflection of yeah. the feminine and masculine energy. Cause I think that's really important, but let's start with Tell us who you are. Tell us about your company. Tell us a little bit about yourself so the listeners can hear and then we'll get into it. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kara. It's honest, It's an honor to be on your podcast. Um, you know, I, I love you dearly. Um, and I just want to say, you know, going back to uh, when we were at UPW Chicago, um, connecting with you, there was just this like magnetic energy. And I'm just grateful for the connection first and foremost. Like, Me too. You're such a beautiful soul. And I'm just so freaking proud of you and all that you're doing. And I'm just so grateful to be on this journey with you. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) So who am I? Well, um, I always introduce myself. And if you see me at a Tony event or any sort of like personal development um, event, um, I always introduce myself as Casey from Casey. So I'm originally from Kansas City. Um, I currently live in Denver, Colorado, uh, which I absolutely love. I moved here actually right after, uh, UPW Chicago, I got really clear and realized I want to be closer to my nephews. They have my heart. And so I literally within 45 days picked up my things from Chicago and (laughs) moved to Denver. And it was, it was, I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah. It's amazing what can happen when you start to build the momentum. Once you get really clear in what it is that you want. Um, it's just the universe naturally aligns with you. So really, really magical. So actually at UPW, uh, Chicago, um, I was about two years in to becoming a core energy coach. So what does that mean actually? So I, uh, went through a coaching certification program called IPEC. It's the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. And really what it is, is it's, um, it's a beautiful, um, coaching school that really, surrounds and focuses and emphasizes the coaching around the seven levels of energy. Um, and I won't go into like the, the nitty gritty details of that at this time, but it's really understanding how to align our energy to work for us as opposed to against us. Cause we all have different types of energies that come in and out of us. Um, you know, at different times there's catabolic energy and there's anabolic energy. Catabolic is that like really destructive, um, stressful energy that wears us down and breaks down our tissues. And then there's that anabolic energy that's, that's building and thriving. And in between those, um, 
catabolic and anabolic energies, we, there's seven different levels. And so I work with uh, my clients, different groups. I do a lot of group coaching um, and masterminds to align your energies to work for you. And oftentimes the energies that are not working for us, they're subconscious. So we have to unearth them. Uh, so that's what I do. But going back to UPW Chicago, I had this kind of epiphany uh, when we were, I think it was right. It was right. I want to say like after the Dickens process. And for those of you that are not familiar with um, Tony Robbins UPW, there's a process that you go through on the third day that is very intense. <laughs> it is very oh, intense. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, as an, it was, it was honest, like there was, I don't even know, like I've done it five times since, or no, I've done it three times, but seen it five. And the first time I did it was when I discovered that I was an empath because I nearly threw mm-hmm. up three times yeah. because the energy around me was so, so, so heavy, but it was on its, it's it, most, one of the most beautiful experience of my life mm-hmm. and it continues to be, and I still get power from it. Um, you could tell, like, don't give away too, too much, but if you want to kind of do a high level on Dickens, just so they can yeah. kind of get a bit of a whisper of what it is, that'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely. So the Dickens process. Um, so I don't know if, if people are familiar with um, Charles Dickens. You guys remember that? Um, the Ghosts of Christmas Past. Um, well, it was Ghosts of Christmas Past, Present, and Future. And what's interesting is um, Tony Robbins uh, you know, coined this Dickens process, which really takes you through really feeling and embodying your past, your present, as well as your future, staying exactly where you are. Uh, and again, not to give too much away, but it's, it's an opportunity for you to really feel the pain of inaction or to not move forward on something. You know, it's oftentimes yeah. it's easier just to say, oh, okay, I'm just going to avoid that. I'm just going to, you know, oh, I'll address that later. We can, it's so easy to just to like, you know, move things to the side. And this process really draws that out of you in terms of, um, really understanding and getting really clear. What are the limiting beliefs that are holding you back? And, and yep. really understanding that. So you dive deep into that first and foremost, and then you actually go through this process, which feels like it lasts for hours, but it's <laughs> I mean, truly, 40, it it's feels like, like it lasts minutes. <laughs> I think oh, it's I know. 45 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Cause it's literally Real. only 45 minutes, but it feels like it's hours and hours and hours and it's never going to end. Um, and then you come out of it. And it is just, it is so beautiful and it's so magical. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's nothing like it. I mean, it's, you've got, if you haven't experienced it, I mean, you've got to, you've got to check it out. Um, Tony's events are are always magical. Uh, so anyway, so I was coming out of the Dickens process and I, you know, cause there's so much energy and there's so much excitement all around. And, um, that's also the importance of shielding yourself and, um, you know, mm. as a core energy coach, I work a lot with my clients on shielding themselves from certain energies. And so fortunately I had shielded myself enough, I mean, enough ish, uh, during the Dickens process, but I was definitely feeling it. Um, I was definitely feeling it cause it was, it's a very intense, it's a very intense process. Um, but there's ways of different shielding. And actually I have a shielding technique up on my website. If you want to check it out, which I'm sure you can put that in the show notes, but, um, yep. It's a really powerful, it's a really powerful exercise to recognize, even just like going out into the world. Like, you know, I don't know if people have ever been in a situation where you go into a room and like you've been in a great mood and you're like, oh yeah, things are great. I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I don't feel very good anymore. 
Yeah. Like just something happens and you oftentimes you just got slimed by other people's energies. Um, so it's all, it's super, super important to protect, to, uh, you know, shield yourself and protect your energies, um, in an empowering way. So, um, that all being said, after that process, I had this kind of like epiphany and I was like, okay, what is at the end of the day, what is everybody doing at the end of the day? Well, we're all here because we're all healing in some sort of capacity, whether that means physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, energetically, like there's so many different healing capacities, but we're all healing in some sort of capacity at any given time. What if, what if we healed from a high energetic place? Mm. So I came up with this acronym called HEAL and it's high energy, abundant living. When we heal from a high energetic place, that's when we allow the abundance in our life to flow through. And so I've been building out this brand of mine, Heal. And it's, it's not Heal with Katie Carlson. Like it's Heal with Kara. It's Heal with Jasmine. It's Heal with Lauren. It's, it's right. all of these different, like, so it's, it's a much bigger project um, that play at this point. But everything, not but, and everything that I'm doing right now um, is under that, is under that brand. So as I'm, I'm working to build that out, um, as well as my podcast that I'll be doing soon. So yes, very exciting. Um, so what did, when you were a little kid and you're thinking back to what you wanted to be when you grew up, all that fun stuff, what were, what were some of the things that came up for you? Oh my God, you're going to love this. (laughs) So when I was a little kid, um, I really wanted to be an actress. Really? Um, well, actually, yes. I could totally see that. Yeah, I can I know. totally it's funny see that. A lot of Love people it. are like, oh my God, I could totally see that. Well, it's so funny because when I was a little girl and I would go to the mall, you know how like mannequins, I don't know if you remember the movie Mannequin. Do you remember that movie Mannequin? Oh, hell yes. oh my, oh my God. Sure it was do. like, <laughs> it was like one of Kim my Cattrall favorites. Cattrall is a Canadian, yes. I know. <laughs> it was, oh my God, it was so good. So good. So I used to like, when we would go to the mall, I would literally just, I would go and stand in the storefronts. And I would pose like I was a mannequin. Oh my and I would God, just stand I love there. it. And then my mom would be like, Katie, come on, like, let's go. And I'm like, oh, you're just, and I, I guess I just had a flair for the dramatic as a child. Right. I was told that a lot, um, which is, you know, it's totally fine. So when I, I wanted to be an actress because I just, you know, I loved the glam, the glitz, and I just thought, oh, it's so fun. And it was, it's so funny because as I moved through my world and my evolution, I kind of became a little bit more of a tomboy after mm-hmm. all of that. Um, which was, which is interesting. So I think probably when I was about seven or eight, my actress, um, days kind of went to the, went to the side, no more mannequin in the storefronts. And, um, I really wanted to be an art teacher. Uh, oh. I really wanted to be an art. Yeah, I know. Which is, it's really interesting because that's like, clearly it's like, has nothing to do with what I've been doing over the last 15 years. But you know, at the same sense, um, I've always been drawn towards, aesthetics. Um, I believe Mm. in understanding like the beauty. That's why I love design so much. Like I truly love like designing and doing that sort of thing. Um, and it's funny when I went to college, I was like, I don't, I still have no idea what I want to do. And, um, in the process of, you know, switching majors, probably like three or four times I went from education because my mom thought I'd be a great kindergarten teacher again, it was conditioning, right? Yep. <laughs> and, yep. Then, and then I realized, oh, maybe I'll do, go into journalism because I went to the University of Missouri, go Tigers. They had an amazing <laughs> journalism school. <laughs> and then I was like, no, you know, I think business. Business is where I'm going to go. And so I ended up um, settling on, not settling, but ended up going with business. And um, 
that led me to basically selling cars right out of college. I mean, this is just a kind of a little, you know, this is the, the, the long shot of Katie. Um, I sold cars right out of college. I sold 20 cars my first month. It was a blast. I had an absolute Holy blast. Holy shit. Yeah, well it done. was a blast, right? It was, it was yeah. so much fun. But I also realized like I could not live my life like that. I lost a ton of weight, like the lifestyle, the livelihood. I mean, I was making right. good money, but holy cow, it was just, it was not for me. That's a feast and then, or famine type of place. Too, oh right? yeah. Like oh yeah. My dad definitely. sold cars and it was like, some months were amazing and other months were like not. Yeah. So and you know, that's, that's tricky. It is. And I also think it gave me this really beautiful appreciation for truly like car salesmen, yeah. you know, and people out there. I mean, they, not they work for their money. They work for their mm-hmm. money and, you know, you work hard and I, I just have such a respect and appreciation for them. And, um, you know, I, I was one of them at one point. Uh, then I went into sell air. I like to say that I sold air for a little while. I was in radio. I worked in country oh, okay. music, which was really nice. fun and, um, did that for a couple of years. And then, um, after I kind of outgrew that, <laughs> that was an interesting uh, lifestyle. And then I, I got into healthcare and I had been in basically healthcare ever since. And that's, I think, what really brought me into coaching and personal development and all of that because I realized the magnitude, like there's, there's the physical well-being of us all, but also the mental yeah. component is such a huge piece of it. And yeah. understanding that... Um, you know, is, can be a challenge at times. Cause we, yeah. cause we live in a world today where there's so much conditioning. And so, you know, and then we find ourselves in this kind of like unrest position. Like we just, you know, feel a little bit unearthed and not really sure why it's because we're out of alignment because we're not living right. at the core of who we are, you know, and yeah. as someone, which I think kind of leads into, you know, the, this conversation around like masculine and feminine energies is as someone who grew up and basically, you know, worked in the workforce. I worked with all men, all men. I did, you know, medical devices and then I did software sales and a majority of the people I worked with. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I, I played golf as a, you know, growing up, I was a, I had a, I had a, I had a talent, um, for playing golf. It wasn't the passion of mine, but it was something that I was good at. And I didn't see, and that surprises me about you. Yeah. Cause I I feel like that would be too slow. Like you would go crazy because it wasn't moving fast enough. Right. Right. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? But I had a natural ability for it. Um, and it, but it wasn't really necessarily my love, but I was around men all the time because a lot of women, you know, back then weren't playing golf. And so I've constantly been around men. And, you know, when you think back and like, look back at my, you know, the, the child, like my seven year old, five, six, seven, eight year old Katie who wanted to be like, you know, this movie star and love to dress up. And, you know, I had a, I was very feminine. I had kind of transitioned over the, like the next 20 years to basically becoming a man. Cause I was right. working in a man's world. <laughs> I was living in a man's world. I was surrounded by men all the time, whether I was playing golf or, you know, in a surgery or in a case, I mean, sure there were nurses, but I was dealing with the doctors and, you know, and just as I've been, you know, in, in a sales capacity, in a sales role, um, leading, you know, sales teams and that sort of thing, I morphed myself into a man. And then I recognized, and then I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, why am I having all these failed relationships, failed relationship Mm. after failed relationship, after failed relationship, after failed relationship? Yeah. Well, it was because the core of who I am and my essence and my being is feminine. Right. 
but I was and wearing this let's, masculine mask. Yeah, let me yeah, go ahead. Right, the mask of masculinity. And so I, I want to jump in there too because so normally we do video as well as as the the audio for this, but we can't because internet hates me today and last week. <laughs> but I That's have okay. to say, and you'll see when I post when I post the episode, Katie is stunning. Like. If you Aww. saw this girl, it would be like, nowhere. it doesn't look like there's a masculine energy bone in this girl's body. <laughs> like she Aww. floats. She's beautiful. So the Aww, interesting part crazy. about that, it's totally true. Like every time I see him, like, damn, she's Thank like you. perfect. She's so beautiful. <laughs> and you glow. <laughs> like Stop. your energy oh, is incredible. You're so sweet. Thank but you. But here's the trick about that is that it's misleading because- yeah. When you look at a woman like Katie or whoever, who's this beautiful, like beautiful girl, and you think, oh my God, she's so feminine. That it weird. Like, and I'm going to include myself because we trick you. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Yeah. We're like on the outside because I do my, my hair, my makeup, and I wear nice clothes. I have my nice bag, blah, blah, blah. People look on the outside and they're like, oh, that, she must be feminine. And then they, then I open my mouth. <laughs> it's mm, like a right? long show after that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, same thing. Why couldn't I be in this? a good relationship even when I was single before I got back together with Ken same thing like it's three years everyone's saying I should have this great man and I'm not why and it's because yeah. we in our we're and I interestingly enough I did ad sales I was like it was like boiler room when I was in my 20s mm -hmm. I outsold all of them so this 20 something year old chippy comes in on a floor with 50 guys I'm out selling <laughs> and they're all like what the hell and I'm like yeah. sorry I'm just doing what I'm good at my bad yeah but we do, we get into this, this early on. And even my conditioning started even at home. I came from alcoholic parents. So I had to be in control. If I wasn't, mm. bad things would happen. And so at some point, women, and I would say strong women, we get conditioned to be in our masculine energies. And then somewhere around 30s and 40s, we start to go, what is going on here? Yeah. I don't get it. So talk yeah. a little bit about when you started to notice that that happening for you where you were like what is the problem here I don't get it and when did you start to see you know what maybe I'm too far into the masculine yeah you know it's interesting um you know as I went through my coaching certification program you know it's funny if anybody's like going out there and like looking into you know different types of life coaching certification you know companies or courses or things like that um the real the real beauty about going through a course like that is it's not necessarily about like, oh, you're getting this education and that sort of thing. No, you're basically, you're cleaning out your own bag, right? Mm. You're cleaning out your own bag because we all, we all have a bag, right? We start to know, and again, I think a lot of people, especially women, they really start to notice it around their, you know, 30s and 40s. Um, but there was a lot of conditioning that I had in my repertoire, if you will. And yes. what was interesting is as a strong, independent, uh, very bold woman, um, I would draw in a lot of feminine men that yep. I would then be able to quote unquote control or, you know, manipulate or do all of these different things emasculate the heck out of, of course. Um, and, but then I'd be like, why am I so unhappy in these relationships? These are great men. Like I love these, like they're great men, but I was so unhappy. And I, it took me a while to figure that out. And it was funny. It was in 2018. It was at Date with Destiny in 2018. And um, we were going through this values exercise, a Date with Destiny, Tony Robbins' mm. Date with Destiny. And it was absolutely magical. And I don't know if I've told you this. I don't know if I've shared this with you, Kara. But 
it was a very interesting insight because this is, I think this was the tip of the iceberg when it really started for me to say, Ooh, I need to start looking at this a little bit, uh, especially my feminine core, um, was my number one towards value going into date with destiny 2018 was independence. And oh, the you, rule you're blowing my mind right now. Okay. I'll tell you mine after you're going to shit your pants. Okay, go ahead. It was independent, right? Well, it was independence. And the rule I had around that was that I had to be able to take care of myself financially, like not rely on a man, never allow a man to provide for me. You know, I could take care of myself, like all this stuff. And I wondered why no man ever wanted to take care of me or really like provide for me. Right. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. My, okay. What? <laughs> like, are you serious, so Katie? My, it was unbelievable. My, uh, my toward value was um, the two of them. This is going to make you laugh. So in this order, it was my freedom was one of my values. And then mm-hmm. underneath it was companionship. Mm, so yeah. in order How to conflicting. feel freedom... Yeah. Right. So in order for me to feel freedom, I had to be single. Mm. And in order for me to be feel companionship value, I needed to be married. Oh my God. I love it. So very similar, like independent freedom, right? Like here we are, those are the values, but we're not getting that showing them that we don't need them is the problem and why they're not coming to us. We we will have attracted feminine men. Yeah. And you know, what's funny, Kara. So as you say that, it actually brings me back to, um, so my, my most recent, um, I hate saying the word X because we actually had, we had, a, we broke up very amicably. He's a great guy. Um, we just, you know, we grew apart and, um, I have, we have such respect for each other and it was, but it was so funny because when we first started dating and we were in Chicago together, I remember one time we were kind of having an argument and he had said to or discussion, I would say discussion. And he said, I need, he's like, you don't need me. Mm. And I was like, you're damn right. I don't, but I want you to like want me, you know, like I want, you know, this, and I'm like, I didn't realize that I had to appreciate him for him, like for all the things that he did bring to the table. And I, the, this whole appreciation, I looked again and I love my mother and all of that. But, you know, I grew up with in a fit in the household that, um, my mom was very independent from my father. Um, they're still married. Um, you know, but my mom, I, I'll never forget this. And mom, I love you. This is something that stuck with me though, is that she told me, she goes, you, you know, never rely on a man for anything. Yep. Yep. Never rely on a man the, for that anything. That was the theme. That yeah. was totally the theme. It was. And I, yeah. I did it to my daughters. Yeah. I mean, mine are like 33, 23 and 19 and 10. And Which I have the, no idea how you have a 33-year-old daughter. Like that's that she's a stepdaughter, but still, my but still, oldest is 23. I know, but it's still, crazy. I don't know how you have a 23-year-old. Like, like that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I came back from date with Destiny, and I was like, "Yo, guys, we gotta talk." Yeah. And like, what? And I'm like, I totally screwed up. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I said, here I was thinking I'm teaching you to be independent, strong women. You know, you don't need a man, snap of the fingers, all that. And I said that was the totally the wrong thing to be teaching you. Like, mm. it's not about, I don't need you. It's about like, I'm a, and Neil Conlon talks about this container, right? Like filling up our yes. container and filling yeah. up their containers. But yeah, I mean, so 
when you look back at that, do you, is there any defining moment where you think you picked it up or was it just a, cl- and, and no disrespect to your mom, they did the best. No, they no, not were. at all. That was their yeah. conditioning. It's, and it's so, it's yeah, interesting. and it's, it is interesting because, okay. And this is also kind of funny. Um, you know, when Tony Robbins, when he says, whose love did you crave more? Yes. Who did you love more? Yep. Whose love did you crave more? I craved my mom's for some reason, like for some yeah. reason. And because of that, I basically, I modeled her. So I right. saw how, you know, she would treat my dad at times. And again, nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. Um, but I started modeling that. And I started, right. you know, when I would get so close or comfortable with a man, I would almost, I would almost like close off to the point. Right. I put up the, all the stickies to where yep. I would close so much off that I would just like shield myself from any sort of like vulnerability. And I would have to take, I would, you know, take care of everything. And then I would exhaust myself and taking care of everything. And then I would be frustrated with him, you know, and it was just, it was just one of those, it was just like a cyclical cycle. Um, and to kind of go back, it was when I was talking to my most recent, um, partner when he said like, he's like, you don't need me. And I was like, Oh, like I didn't realize it at the time when he said that. But then when I started going into this work and really learning about masculine and feminine energies and listening to Alison Armstrong and doing a lot of her work and David Data and The Way of the Superior Man, I highly, highly, highly recommend oh, that book. Oh, such a good book. To everyone, woman, man, doesn't matter. Like highly recommend that book because polarity is a real thing. Um, totally and as a, as a feminine totally. core woman, if you are continually showing up in your masculine, not to say that you can't have your masculine energy because it's a beautiful balance, right? And understanding when to leverage it and when to harness it. But if, as a core feminine woman, if you're in your masculine all the time, it's so exhausting. Oh my it God. It's so exhausting. Totally. I'm like salt yeah. bath, need a salt bath. I got to do this. I got, you know, and just, <laughs> it's, it's so exhausting. And, you know, and, and being in your feminine is just more fun, you know, and I'll it's be honest, like, and love it's, it's gorgeous. It is, yeah. It's flowy. It's beautiful. It's sensual. It's, it's magical. And when you, and it's funny, you know, Kara, I came into that first UPW where you and I met, it was my first Tony Robbins event. I had listened to yeah. Tony before, but I, I had never been to an event. I hadn't been to an event yet. And that event, I told myself, I went in with two intentions. I said, I'm going to have an open heart and an open mind. And I'm just going to, I'm going to playful out. I'm going to see what shows up. And what showed up was so brilliant. And every time I'm in that environment, I am, I'm just me. But what's interesting right. is when I was out of that environment, I was falling back into my masculine. Because it was, I got to do this. I got to check out this and that. Now, and that's been a work in progress over the last two-ish, two-ish years, you know, and understanding how, how I show up, how I show up for myself and really learning the tips and like the tools of like really embracing my feminine because feminine leadership is really powerful. Oh, yes. You know, and like leading from love. Like what would, I, I heard, um, John Wineland. I don't know if you're familiar with John Wineland, but he's a great, he studied under David Data for a while and he's kind of taken his own path okay. and done, done some really amazing work around masculine and feminine energies. And I was listening to a talk that he did the other day and it was so beautiful. He said, you know, the main distinction around, you know, feminine leadership is asking the question, what would love do? Wow. Yeah. 
what would yeah. love do here? Because that's that, you know, that, that flowing, that love, that overabundance, that's what, that's what the feminine energy is here to do is here to love. Yeah. Right. Is just to hear it, to be that beacon of light. I remember, um, Chuck Hogan, our crew, mm. our crew master. I love I just, Chuck. So do I, he's just amazing. And I remember the first time I crewed, which was Newark that same year after Chicago. Yeah. And I was actually talking about the Dickens process and I said to him, because, you know, when you're a crew member, you get the opportunity to, to either support the participants in doing their Dickens process, or you're able to go and participate on your own. And I was really struggling with trying to figure out, did I want to do it again? Or did I want to experience it with the participants and support? I really was having a hard time and it was getting close. I mean, it was like 10 to I'm not going to say the time because then people will anticipate, but it was getting <laughs> close to when we were going to do it. And I went up to him and I said, Chuck, like I'm stuck here. I really don't know. And he grabbed my hand and he puts it on my heart. And mm. all he said was that knows. And he walks away it's like, Holy yeah, it's Chuck. powerful, but it is powerful. And I think like, that's one of the things that I feel that almost pains me when I witness women who are in leadership roles, who are in, you know, owning companies and, and solopreneurs and mompreneurs and everything. They, we have this notion that if we're not ball breakers all the time, things aren't going to move forward. And that's just simply not the case. And I think like, even in my business and the content company the other business that I have, when Corona first started, I sent out an email from my heart. I sent out a video saying, you know what, clients, I just want you to know that we're all going to be okay. And I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you. And people responded to that. And I think like as business owners, you know, ja you know, Jasmine, John, she came on the show yeah. and she was talking about the hunter and gatherer mode and that's sort of how she categorizes it. And as business owners, ladies, you do need to be in that hunter mode that like, this is part of the, the exercises. We do have to get shit done or we're not going to make the money we want to make. We're not going to live abundantly. And so there's definitely a time to be a hunter and in your masculine. Absolutely. But what Katie and I are saying is that you have to know and recognize when to take that hat off and put your mm -hmm. feminine divine back on because that I feel like that's where the real movement and like Katie and I had a chat and I can't tell you that we're having a very, very exciting guest coming on the show um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I know it's exciting, but so exciting. that happened because I was in flow and I was in my feminine energy. And so, yes, I reached out and I'm getting shit done, but I feel in my heart that the reason it's coming back to me is because I'm in my feminine energy around it and it doesn't make us weak. And so maybe talk a little bit about that notion or the conditioning that, you know, the 80s power suits and the, you know, all that shit where we were taught in the 80s that you have to be this powerful yeah. woman. Talk a little bit about, you know, the balance and like why that just doesn't work anymore. And it's, it, I mean, I don't know if it's ever well, worked, but talk a bit about that. <laughs> right. Well, it's exhausting, right. For first and foremost. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is just from a conditioning standpoint, you know, when you think about like back, you know, decades back, like go back into like the fifties, right. Or even just go to the, like to the world war II, right. When the men went off to war, women like started stepping up and like taking positions, right. Like started, started working and they started getting that, that feeling of like, Ooh, I kind of like this where I can, mm. you know, take charge and I can, you know, make things happen. And like, I can be, a, you know, acknowledged for the work that I'm doing and be really supported in such a way and like really move the needle. 
Right. And so as time has gone on, you know, the women and I, I like, I think I've, I've always struggled with like the quote unquote feminist movement because I think the feminist movement actually has hurt us a little bit because it's more I, of I that like feminist like movement is like this ball busting. I'm going out there and I'm going to go crush it and, you know, right. Rawr, like this is my thing. Um, and because of that, like as a society, we've also like women and we've been conditioned in this, you know, society of like, if we emasculate everyone else, and I'm not just saying men, but emasculate everybody else to get ahead, we'll just, we'll get ahead and we'll, we'll, we'll achieve the success and we'll, we'll, we'll achieve the, you know, the underlying goal. But you know, what's funny about anything that we like set our mind to and have a goal as soon as as soon as that's achieved, then it's like, okay, what's next? Right? right. How long does it last? It doesn't last very long. Right. Nope. So would you rather go through your goals, like ball busting and exerting so much energy and aging yourself or staying true to like your core and recognizing like the flow of energy that literally the divine feminine energy, like we are feminine core. Now you can be a man and have a feminine core. You can be a woman and have a masculine core. For someone that is feminine core, you are divinely connected to spirit at all times, all times. Yep. And allowing that universal flow to flow through you is so powerful. And all it takes is allowing yourself to be really present and lead with your heart, lead with your heart, lead with love because love is not going to fail you. Never. You know? And if we try to overthink it, like, and we do, I mean, I do it all the time now, even like it's, it's this overthinking, right? We get into our head, but just take a deep breath yeah. and get into your heart because your heart is smart. Stay in your head. You're dead. Your heart yep. is smart. Right. And, and it so, allows you to really like to really rise up and lead from that feminine. So go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> so no, as I'm telling you, it's six hours. This is going to be the longest podcast you've ever heard people. <laughs> so, right. Just saying. So here's one thing that I, I like, let's make the assumption that there's women on here that maybe have never, well, who've never been to a Tony Robbins event who are new okay. to this whole concept and really just curious about, you know, what this energy is, et cetera. So can you give us, I mean, for me, I'll give you an example or two of, of what it looks like when I'm in my masculine and when I need to check myself before I wreck myself and mm. I'm back in a relationship, but this is, to me, this is irrelevant if you're in a relationship or not. I think it's, I'll speak to it as if I'm in a relationship, but when I notice that things are starting to go sideways and I make jokes uh, about, and this is my podcast, so I can be as filthy and silly as I want, which is beautiful. But when I, I was it. in West Palm, when I was in West Palm beach, uh, when we did the dance, the dancing part uh, where we, yes. yeah, like that. And, and people like, mm. if you have the opportunity to date with destiny that, and everybody said that was going to be my favorite. And I was like, I love UPW. Blah, blah, blah. No, I do love UPW. It's a beautiful introduction into personal development, but date with destiny will oh, rock it's... you to your core. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. So it's during that time, actually, when I was doing, when we were doing the dancing, I, I, I came in to West Palm beach holding my proverbial penis. And by the time <laughs> that exercise was over, I had no dick anymore. It was gone. And yeah. what that means for me is that I, I viscerally understood what it felt like for me to be in my feminine. And so I will often say to people, well, what do you mean in your head? And I said, take an elevator from your head down to your heart. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're using words like I think this and I think that you're not in your heart because that's, yeah. that's it. It's that simple. If you're using words like I'm feeling this way or I feel that way, then you're in your heart. So for me, when I start to go too far into the masculine, I do start to, I have like a mental list of things that have to get done. And I don't do that in my work. I'll do it with the family. And that's a problem. And so I start yeah. to be like, I'm treating the family like they're my business associates. And that was really what was the catalyst for this whole movement was originally last year to begin with. So yeah. when you're catching it, yourself, what are some of the ways that you're like, oh shit, Katie, you're, you're yeah. dipping too far. Yeah. So it's interesting when you talked about the movement. So that's, that's just that feminine is movement. Masculine is stillness. So one thing that I notice about myself is when I, when I feel my body start to get tense, Mm. when I feel my body start to get tense up and then I, I recognize I'm like, Oh, what's this about? And if I just breathe, take a breath and just breathe into my body or just move my body a little bit, right? Physiology matters, right? Like physiology matters. And when you get into your body, you start, you allow that energy to keep, you know, to, to move through you and move, you know, move for you. And I think what's, what's interesting is not even see, I said, think, but what's interesting is like when you're in your masculine energy, it's not that, again, it's not, it's a bad thing. It's just, there's this it's not, I don't want to say rigid, but it's this stillness. It's this definitive, right? It's that clarity. It's that like, oh, I'm going to take action and here we go. But there's a time and a place for it, right? There's a time and a place for it. And one thing I've been doing recently as you know, as I'm like doing, you know, morning routines are a huge thing for me. And as I've been doing more of my morning routines, like I really have to get movement into my body in the morning because, and that's just, even if it's just like stretching a little bit or doing some yoga or just, you know, just moving your body in different ways. Like, you know, we, as even just as a society, I think we've gotten so conditioned, you know, we're sitting in a chair, we're doing this, like we like moving your body in a static ways and like creating fluid motion is such a powerful way of embracing your feminine. And it also gives you more energy to like leverage your masculine and more intentional Mm. ways which yep. is super, super powerful, super powerful. Um, so anyway, so when I do my morning, like when I do my morning routines and then typically I'll, you know, start writing down like the couple, you know, the three things that I definitely want to accomplish today. And as I'm going through that, it's all very, you know, tactile. It's very like masculine. Okay. This, mm. this, this is what I need to do. Right. And then I, what I do is I put my hand on my heart. I take a deep breath and then I just say like, what, what do I really need to get done? What, and the, the key word is, what do I really need to do? And what's so interesting is oftentimes it has nothing to do with those first three things. Sometimes right. it does. Then sometimes it does. But what's interesting, you know what's more rewarding? Is when I've asked my heart. Right. And when I, when I complete that and I, and I come from a place of love, like that's like, that's where the power is. And that's where feminine leadership, like, so you were just talking mm-hmm. about your, you know, your clients, right? Like you sent them a video message, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. you leading from your authentic, like authentic core feminine, right? Totally. They saw that. They saw that and think of, and they resonated yeah. with that. I think and the it's problem so, it's, is that, it was yeah, just to say that like, the, the problem is that women have been conditioned to think of that as weakness. And mm-hmm. that, that will show like a kink or clink in the armor, 
And, yeah. and it's the extreme opposite because like when you're talking about getting into your heart, when you sit with it, I think one of the things that we learn through personal development from many different teachers is that if I'm, if I can get still and into my heart about the project, there's so much, I find there's way more charge behind it. So if I'm just like, mm, Oh my God, I have yeah. to write a blog post today in my head. <laughs> but if I get in my heart and I think, how can I impact Katie and Jasmine and all of my girlfriends who are in the same situation as me, if I get in my heart about, about creating that content, it just flows through you. Like I, my coach, Mariola, her and I have conversations about, about all of this stuff. She's a Tony coach. She's incredible. Highly recommend her. I love her to death. She's been on the show, but she's just learning about this masculine feminine stuff. And we had a conversation. She called me and it was, we do sort of reverse coaching where she'll ask me about business things. And I said to her, the reason you made that choice was because you were in your feminine and it wasn't a good choice Mm -hmm. in this case but she was looking to care for this other person. And I was like, and it, it, but it's, you have to know, and it just comes with practice and it comes with getting still, but like, it doesn't, when you're in your heart and you're, some tasks require you to be in the hunter mode. Some of them just do like Mm -hmm. my accounting for sure. I have to be in my hunter (laughs) mode to even reach out to my accountant because there's no way that it's going to fly if I'm calling him crying, but like, (laughs) Other content creation, all True. that shit. Like that's, yeah. oh, I hate accounting. Like, please just shoot me. I can't stand any of it. But I love I'm numbers creative. and numbers love me. Oh, I love right. numbers and numbers yeah, love me. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, shit. You just brought me right back to business mastery. Oh, God. Right? But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> But it's the truth. And I think, and I love what you're saying about it. So give us, I mean, you, you talked about exercise, moving your body. Are, do you have any yeah. other, I mean, for me, water is huge, yes. like to get me in my feminine. Do you do any of like little oh. ritualistic things when you need to kind of decompress yeah. and get into that goddess mode? Yeah. So I will play, I'll play like rhythmic music, um, very sensual mm. music and I'll, I'll light some candles. Um, if I'm, you know, getting, if I'm doing some work quote unquote late into the evening, um, or I'll do a salt bath. I'm telling you salt baths guys. Yes. Oh my gosh. They are, it's, so they are magical. They have changed the game in my world because mm. I will tell you just, and you know, for those of you that are maybe familiar with like pranic healing or, um, you know, other types of energy work, um, salt has such a cleansing, there's so much cleansing properties within salt and, you know, just drawing like a, a Himalayan sea salt bath, put a couple little drops of lavender, um, in your bath and it's, oh my gosh, total game magical. changer. Oh my gosh. It's unbelievable. How you can just reset and then just, and then also playing like really sensual music, um, getting a massage. Like I'll be honest guys, oh, yeah. in the midst of this, you know, quarantine <laughs> thing, when the, during this beer virus, which I keep calling it the beer virus, um, a girl. you know, I I'm, I'm single and I'm living alone and touch is a real thing. And, you know, I haven't been able to get a massage and I, I'm not like a regular, like, Oh, I can, you know, go and get a massage like here and there, but I treat myself, you know, mm. um, after, after date with destiny this past year, oh, God. So I did, I did leadership, um, which is like, I didn't get, I had like three hours of sleep every night. It was crazy. So worth it. So magical. And my, my theme for date with destiny was surrender. And how beautiful is that? Because that's, I mean, that is like the purest form of feminine energy is that surrender, that essence of like complete surrender. And after date with destiny, I knew that I was going to be exhausted and that sort of thing. So one of my best girlfriends and I, um, Francis, she lives in Hawaii. She's incredible. She was like, let's, um, 
let's go to the breakers. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever been to the breakers or ever heard of the breakers, but it is amazing, uh, hotel and spa. And it's, I mean, it's the luxury of luxury. I mean, it is absolutely amazing. If you've ever been to West Palm beach, like you've got to check out the breakers. It's I'll be going there next time. Thank you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is unbelievable. And so what we did is we spent a couple days at the breakers. I mean, we lived like Queens. I mean, we absolutely lived like Queens and we, we had a spa day where we, um, we literally were at the spa all day and we were in our robes. And I mean, like, this is how amazing it was. You could literally text the breakers and they would like, they would go to our room and get our journals and like bring them to us. Oh my God. It was unbelievable. Oh. And then they had all these treats. They had like ice cream, like gelato and San Pellegrino and nice. like all this stuff. I mean, we just, we, 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 we were Queens and I'm telling you right Beautiful. now, you have to treat yourself. You have to treat yep. yourself. And you know what? I know money's tight. Money is, is, you know, things, things are tight, but when we live in abundance, mm-hmm. thing, like things happen and put yourself in that energy. You know, Master Co, if you're familiar with Master Co and Pranic Healing, he talks a lot about putting yourself in that energy. Francis and I, like we had a very intentional, you know, um, we were very intentional about scheduling the breakers after, um, after Date with Destiny because we, we wanted that like relax time. And, you know, when you surround yourself in that luxury, that's where that abundance starts to like literally starts to flow in. And yeah, we all deserve to be treated. You know, I think it's so funny because like it's the little things that make a big difference. It's the very little things that can make a, like a, such a big dis- a difference and a dramatic difference in your life. Totally. And by taking care of yourself and really loving yourself in such a way, like that's a way for me. Like when I know that I'm not loving myself, that means I'm in my masculine or I'm in a, right. I'm in a masculine place where I've overexerted my masculine. Not that a masculine is a bad thing, right. but I notice that I'm like, you're just you know, too far into I'm it. too, I'm too far into it and I'm, I'm a little too rigid. Right. Yep. And, but then again, all I have to do is just take a breath and it's like, Oh, if I haven't had a bath, if I haven't had a salt, if I'm not taking a salt bath, like at least, at least once a week, if not twice yeah. a week, like, I do a few times we gotta, a week. Yeah. I, we got to check yourself. I, check yourself before you wreck yourself. So I want to mention one thing too, ladies about, so you know, not everybody is in a financial position to be able to do the stuff that Katie's talking about. And, you know, we right. recognize that it's, you know, maybe it's the beginning of your journey and you're just starting to understand abundance, et cetera. So one of the things that I find, like, especially right now when we can't go to the spa, we can't do those extra yeah. luxe things, a huge, huge way that I get into my feminine energy and my abundance and, and, and switch the energy from go, go, go to like start to receive is um, I do like, I watch a ton of uh, videos. So for me right now, like the, mm the video du jour is like, cause here's, here's my proclamation is I want to buy a place in West Palm beach to some, to winter at oh. from Toronto. I'm in Toronto. It's cold here. My proclamation manifestation is that by December before a date with destiny, I will own a place in West Palm beach where I can yes. go to the event and crew and go home. And so right now I'm in full manifestation mode. Cause I have to be, there's not much else I can do. So one of my tricks is YouTube videos. So I'm watching like property like there'll be 10 or 15 minutes um i'll i'll actually leave a link in the in the podcast description but just put it put your music on and close your eyes like every night before i I go to bed i'm thinking about walking through the front door i stop i look in the mirror and i look at my dress i'm tanned like Mm -hmm. i go through the whole motion of every single piece of that property i don't know where it is i don't know anything yet i just know i'm going to be there 
And that is a feminine, to me, that's definitely feminine divine is when you're in that zone of creation and visualization. So if you say I have no money or I can't go to the spa, put on a video, close your eyes for a few minutes, visualize it and then watch yeah. the video. Whatever you need to do, that's creation right there. So yeah, no and put yourself there. Yeah. And see, here's the other thing too, because regardless, and again, from a luxury perspective or, you know, if again, money is going to ebbs and flows, right? But when you live in that state of abundance, like amazing things happen, there's also ways to feel like you're in that luxury. Light some candles, totally. right? Clean up your space, light some candles, light some incense, maybe get some essential oils going and just draw a bath, you yep. know, and then touch yourself, touch yep. yourself, you know, like get, I mean, just touch your arms and like rub your arms and that sort of thing. I mean, I'll begin, I'm a single girl right now. And, you know, I've been living alone through this quarantine and I will tell you, it has not been easy. And at the same time, like I, I've also realized like it's a really, it's a beautiful gift to get resourceful, you know, and I've had to get resourceful and understanding like, okay, I can still, I can still feel what I feel when I'm getting a massage. I can still, there's ways to do that. I, yeah, go ahead. Here's the interesting thing before we move on to the touching yourself part of things. Yeah. When you're, so when you're in your masculine, you're not being touched. Like I find when Mm. I'm in my masculine, don't come near me. I'm not into it. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking getting shit done. And so we might be thinking, why doesn't he touch me? Why doesn't he this? Like in a normal situation? Well, you're totally repellent. Ken says that to me all the time. You're in repelling mode. I'm not coming near you. I'm <laughs> yep. like, holy shit. Like yep. we don't, we don't mess around in our, in our house, right? Like we know the lingo. So he's like, dude, yeah. you're in your masculine and you're not, I can't get within 10 feet of you. But what Katie's saying, like when you're in the bathtub and you're touching like everything, touch your boobs, touch your belly, touch it yeah. all. Feel it yourself because it's that important. gives you connection. It is. It's so it's, and that connection, like the other day I was Sunday, I think on mother's day, I was feeling really low. I had a low moment of, are we ever getting out of this fucking quarantine? Oh my God, <sighs> blah, blah, blah. And by the end of the day, I was listening to a playlist. My friend, uh, Chris, Kuchas, she does, she's one of Tony's, um, peak strategy team members. And she had a pod or a Spotify playlist and I threw it on. And like, I swear to you, I was dancing like there was a fucking pole in my room and a yes. man on the seat. And I was, it was, and I was immediately, I so felt better, powerful. Yeah. more creative. And I was in my feminine. So ladies, we're not talking about foofy fake shit. Like this stuff it actually works. works and it it's works. free. It doesn't cost it you is. anything. So um, have you heard of S factor? Have you done an S factor, Kara? I've heard of it, but not, I haven't done it. No. Okay. Tell us. So I have, so S factor, um, is, and actually if you, um, if you're a platinum partner with Tony Robbins, he has this relationship trip and, oh, um, I know Kara and I are blessed with like an incredible community of platinum partners that have been incredibly supportive of us both. Um, but I've learned a lot, uh, about some of the different speakers that they've had at these events at some of the platinum events. And, um, one in particular, they, they would do this thing called S factor. And it's this woman, I, and I, I forget her name right now. I apologize, but, um, she came up with this. It's really just the sensual dance, right. And getting into your mm. body and they do have poles majority of the time, but there's, you don't have to have a pole and it's not about like, you know, stripper pole or anything like that, but it's, it's, it's about movement and creating and like really getting into your feminine. Because again, when you when you are really like when you're embodying that feminine core and flowing and in that movement and in that place of like full surrender, 
that masculine energy is drawn to you. Like right. it has no chance. It's, yeah. And like, it is, and it is powerful. No defense. Yeah. It is it's powerful. Sh- is it Sheila Kelly? Like, um, uh, yeah. Sheila, Sheila yeah, Kelly. Her, Yes. Yes. That's her. Yes. Okay. And it's amazing. So she, and she has like a bunch of different coaches that do S factor. And it's funny. I was actually, um, she was doing, there was a, one of her coaches was doing an online, um, kind of exploration, um, video where I was a part of a zoom where we took part in doing a little bit of an S factor exercise. So it was my first time ever doing it. I did it from my home. It was very comfortable. We had our, we had our, you know, videos on, and I could see all these other women and it was just such a safe space because it was all these other women just dancing, you know, and like yeah. feeling our, like feeling ourselves in a, in a way that's like not taboo or not like, you know, feel ashamed. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've felt over, especially over the last year is like when it comes to sexuality, you know, and like mm-hmm. really owning your sexuality because it's so important. People always like attribute, yeah, you know, it's sexuality everything. to the... To, well, and people attribute so much sexuality to, like to the men, like oh, men just need this, right. need that. Well, women need it too, mm-hmm. you know, and we need that too. And you know, and there's so many beautiful polar dynamics that can be played um, when you start to open up your repertoire. You know, I've yes. been learning a lot from Jaya. Um, so if you're not familiar with Jaya, she's she does the erotic blueprints. And once you start to understand like how you show up in your sexual being, you can start to like explore and get creative and get curious. And I will tell you, I mean, I've never, I had never been to a sex conference before, but I went to one because it was here in Denver back in October. Jaya um, is on the Tony Robbins platinum trip. And I was super curious. I'm like, what is this gal going to offer? And I will tell you, right. it was magical because there's so much stigma and taboo around sexuality. I feel like in, in today's you know day, um, and there's not a lot of education around it. You know, and you think about right. like, where did our education come from? And it's okay to be ex- like, to explore yourself. And there's ways of holding a safe container. You know, you talked about Neil talking about this container. Yeah. There's a, you know, especially in the realm of sexuality, like holding a safe container with your partner or partners. I'm not judging if, you know, you know, right. You're into polyamory or anything like that. There's no judgment there. Um, creating a safe container is so powerful to then play. And the feminine right. energy really likes to play. A hundred percent. And and I think too, like, so I have, like I say, I always have four daughters and I talk very openly about sex and like masturbation and partners and yeah. everything. Like even Amelia's 11 now and she's starting to develop and, you know, she's starting to like, well, what's this part? Not? And we don't, I'm not about t- talking about her parts, like baby talk. I hate that. I think that yeah. just sets them up for completely being messed up as, as adults, but like all of my daughters talk very openly to me about their sexual experiences, their preferences. They talk to me about the emotional side That's of things, amazing. all that kind of stuff. But it, and, and, and thank you. And, and it's important because like, so one of the ways that I get, that I have been getting into my feminine is through breath work. And mm. if, and ladies, if anybody's familiar with Wim Hof, incredible teacher, um, but I did a workshop about, gosh, it was right at the beginning of all of this, so about two months ago. And the other day, I decided I was going to do my own session. Like I need to be, I, I'm, I'm comfortable enough with what, what, whatever will come up for me that I don't panic when I'm in it. I would say that, you know, if you're new to breath work, you want to make sure that you, um, you know, you have some guidance in it. But I'm just going to yeah, pop your phones out here one second. Um, one second here. Let me just. 
You're good. They're dying, so I don't miss anything here. <laughs> Hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So I, I decided I was going to do this breath work. And here's the craziest part of the whole exercise. There was, it's an, I'm going to have a link to it. It's called Shamanic Holotropic Breathwork. And it's a playlist on YouTube. It was really incredible. I've listened to it a bunch of times. This was the first time that I really did it, like close my eyes, put something over my, you know, I couldn't hear or see anything. I was really in the moment. Probably the fourth song. So if you've ever done breathworks or any kind of shamanic anything, there's high tribal music in the beginning and then it starts to slow down, but it takes a while. You're on a journey and it's, and it's a beautiful journey. Well, didn't I have a full body orgasm and I, mm. and I didn't touch anything. I didn't nothing. It was, yeah. it was so I was, and it was different than it would be during intercourse or being with a partner, but it was so intense. And I was like, okay, like that probably from all the work I do, all the podcasting, all of the literature I read, that was the first time where a wow. percent of me was in my feminine divine. Mm. It was unbelievable. Is that going to happen every time? Who knows? I'll let you know. But like <laughs> it happened once and that's beautiful. But that's right. That is like, there's no shame in that. And I, and I actually went no. and daughters was like, you're never going to believe this shit, but I just had a friggin' orgasm doing breath work. And I'm like, it's and a- it's it wasn't even, it was almost not sexual. Like it was, Yeah, but, but that's, the well, thing. that's, there's so sure. many, yeah. There's so many other ways of experiencing pleasure, mm-hmm. right? There's Absolutely. so many different ways of experiencing pleasure. And I think so, you know, even just as a society, we've gotten used to this, like, Oh, you know, pleasure is, you know, meaning like you're, you know, having sexual intercourse with another partner. And that's the only kind of pleasure that you can experience. Right. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. There is so much more pleasure. There are so many different types of orgasms out yep. there. And um, again, it, it was interesting because I think it's it's one thing to like know it. You know, it's another thing to embody it. Right. Right. Or to like, or, and connect with it emotionally. Yeah. You know, Tony right. Robbins always talks about like the three lo- different levels. Like there's cognitive understanding, right? It's like, I understand it, but maybe don't do anything about it. And then, you know, I know that this is the right thing, right? It's in your head. And then there's like emotional, what are you linking it to? Like, is there an emotion that you're linking it to? And then there's the physical mastery of it, right? And getting it in your body, like getting it in your body and like truly embodying that. And what was so interesting, um, when I go back to like the, the path to passion event with Jaya that I was at earlier this year or last year, um, was learning and exploring and like, even just exploring with your partner, right? And like, creating a space to like explore pleasure with your partner. And it doesn't mean that like you're going to end up having sex. Right. I call it, I call it AB games, right? It's called AB games. And I, again, I'll, I'll, maybe it's a podcast for another time like, to talk through that. A whole other podcast on this. Okay. I know, I know. And it's, but it's really fascinating. And because I'll be honest, you know, at 36 years old, going through this AB game process, I had no idea how to communicate my pleasure to a, you know, a potential partner. And now I do because I've explored that in a safe space and a safe container. Um, again, probably a a podcast for another time. Um, but it's, it's really powerful and understanding what lights you up. Right. And when you have to get curious, allow, allow it, right. That's the thing to, to recognize here is that when you're in your feminine energy, that's when you allow those things to come in. 
And if you're you're constantly in your masculine, you're not even open to it. And that's a shame because it's miserable. It's like Katie has said it a few times. It's exhausting. I know for me, I had Dimple Sakura on here and she's a relationship coach and she was on a couple weeks ago. And I said to her, like, what happens when you notice you're in your masculine? And she said the back of her neck hurts. And Mm. he was on the relationship trip with Tony and Tony, you know, I'm, I'm super paraphrasing, but he basically handed her asked to her and said, yeah. stop blaming this man for the, for what's happening here. You're in your masculine. And so she learned at that event, at that relationship event, how to be in her feminine. And now she's a relationship coach. She saved her marriage of 25 years. Like her story is incredible. But the the one thing, when you, you mentioned the word surrender, that mm. ladies, that is where this begins. You can't, if you're in a relationship and you're expecting him to out alpha dog you, it isn't happening. They will never do it they, yeah. because we're strong and we're tenacious and we will keep going. We will keep alphaing until we've completely kicked their ass and they won't even understand what happened. So if you, if you want, and it's true, it's right? True. Like there, it's, it's so true. So you, true. We have, we have more stamina than they do. And so if you're trying to, you know, you're, you're, you're an alpha state and you're trying to have him take you over, it's just never going to happen or it'll happen and it'll look abusive or it'll look like immature masculine. So when we, Mm -hmm. when we talk about surrender, it's surrendering into yourself. It's surrendering into your feminine energy. It's not surrendering to him. It's surrendering to yourself. And through that process, all of a sudden, when your feminine divine shows up, the man can go, holy, look at that queen and everything shifts and there's polarity. And like, that's, that is part of this entire conversation. And I've said it before. I'm being, I'm very honest and I'm super transparent right now in coronavirus. It is a struggle in my house because my inclination is still to go in my masculine when shit's not right. So it's a conditioning always, you know, like rewinding. We're always unlearning. (laughs) Totally, totally, totally. So, um, but yeah, Yeah. this was amazing. I, of course I knew. Um, I know. Where can people, where can people find you if they want to connect with you after this? Yeah. So privacy really the best is on Facebook. Um, uh, Katie Carlson, um, on Facebook, or you can go to my website. It's highenergykc.com. Amazing. Um, any last little bits of wisdom you want to leave with the listeners? Yeah, I would just say, first of all, Kara, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I feel like we could talk for hours, um, which is so fun. Um, one little thing um, that I want to just leave everyone with. When we align to ourselves, value ourselves, honor ourselves, love ourselves, we allow the universe to really work its magic. Yep. Magic in our favor. Yeah. So just align and allow. That's something that's been really powerful for me. One of my good friends shared this with me over dinner, like last year. And it's just, it's stuck with me ever since align and allow. Mm. And I think that that just wraps up like so beautifully the elements of how to surrender yeah. and align yourself in such a way that really is working for you rather than against you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, my dear. That was beautiful. And oh, um, thank you. Well, this is so fun. Yes. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, it, check, check Katie out on Facebook. Um, if you have any questions for her, reach out or, or if you want to ask me about her, reach out. There's lots of ways to find her. So thank you, my dear, for thank coming you. on the show and we'll talk to you soon. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you.